world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. and We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Controlled America, the no bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're in the world. My name is Josh, and that is Dr. Kirk Elliott, dual PhD economist. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the destruction of our social, our cultural, our financial, our economic, our political, our militaristic systems here in the United States that bring her down to the knees and implement a new world order. Well, we've been talking about it for a while, and, you know, we have Kirk here once a week. He's been traveling. He's got a lot going on, but we're blessed to have him here with us, and he's a financial expert. This guy has been in the financial industry 25-plus years. He knows what he's talking about when he does this. He understands the state of the economy better than I do, okay? Better than I do. Kirk, what's up, man? Oh, my word. So, <laughs> so stagflation right what is it well it's it's a slowing down of the economy 
while prices are going up. It's literally the worst of all possible combinations. Because when when mom and pop business owners, when families, when they are having less and less and less and less, and everything that they buy is going up, that's like the worst of all combinations. That's worse than just a typical recession. That's, you know, because in a, in a recession, a lot of times prices come down. In a depression, prices come down. But when you have an inflationary recession or an inflationary depression, that's the worst. So this is like the late 70s on steroids. It's different than than the, the Dust Bowl, you know, in, in the 30s, right? It's just, it's not that. That prices came down because they didn't necessarily have a printing press mm. to, to kind of accelerate the, the inflationary issues. So last month, well, less than a month ago, so like three weeks ago, the IMF basically lowered the growth projection for 2022 for the entire world to 4.1% GDP growth or, or basically output growth. Well, three weeks later, just this morning, um, the World Bank basically said, eh, we're adjusting that to 2.9%. Okay, it was at 4.1, now 2.9. That's a 1.2% reduction, or is it? What was the starting point? Starting point was 4.1, you come off 1.2. What they just said is they're expecting the global economy to slow down 31%. And it's because that's what 1.2 or 4.1% is, right? So it's like, oh my word. So that's major economic slowdown in the midst of some of the highest food prices we've ever seen. So so <laughs> this this article that that I that I read that over the last couple of days by the president of the of the world bank um no slouch right if you're the president of the world bank you're, you're no economic slouch well he's talking about some nonsense here what what i mean it's just the it's the lies and the misinformation basically telling the world that this inflationary problem is putin's fault mm -hmm. right they can't face the fact that it's not Putin's fault. Granted, Putin is having something to do with rising food prices, with rising oil prices, but there's way more to it than that. What about the, the inflationary pressures due to the unrelenting printing of money around the globe? What about the rising interest rates to slow down that inflation that they created? What about the higher taxes on the corporate level, on individual personal income taxes, with state income taxes, with capital gains taxes, with unrealized capital gains taxes on like cryptocurrency. It's like, what? They're causing the problem, but they're blaming it on Putin. So everybody's blaming it on Putin because nobody likes Putin, right? It's evil Russia. It's he's an easy scapegoat. But but here's here's the problem. And here's this is a big problem moving forward. Markets, what like the stock market, are always future looking, right? Meaning Let's say, Josh, you wanted to invest in Tesla. Oh, which by the way, you shouldn't because, because <laughs> Elon Musk four days ago said, uh, this economy looks super bad. <laughs> I mean, great, great Elon Musk quote, right? I'm gonna lay off 10% of my, my labor force. Okay, is, so this, I don't know, I just got on a little rabbit trail, but I'll finish my story. So 10% of 100,000 people that work for Tesla, he's going to lay off 10,000 people. Well, he just built this massive factory in Texas because of the rising gas prices. Everybody wants electric cars. 
Well, wouldn't that increase demand for his cars with the higher gas and oil prices? Yes, it should. However, he's seeing something worse. He's seeing a world where nobody can afford his cars. Hmm. So this is why he's going to lay off 10,000 people. So when you're a business owner like he is, and you're publicly traded, every quarter you have to give a report to your shareholders, right? So what's the report that he has to give? That he wants to show profits. There's two ways to increase profits, either by increasing revenue, that's not going to happen, or decreasing expenses. Oh, let's lay off 10,000 people. We'll, we'll show more profits, right? And trick people into thinking that, the, that our profits are good, the stock market, the stock should you know, propel forward. This is not a wise game for investors to play because revenues keep coming down. That's what we have to look at is declining revenue. So bottom line, he thinks the economy stinks moving forward and, and it does. So how bad does it stink? Well, over the two weeks ago, you and I talked and the, the S&P 500 was down for the last eight weeks in a row. It hasn't had that kind of a negative stretch at, since the Great Depression, mm -hmm. right? Well, then last week it was down again. That's nine weeks. This week it's down again. We're on 10 weeks when eight weeks was the record. I don't see this slowing down. I really don't see this slowing down because all the fundamentals that cause us in a forward looking market, which is what we started this little rabbit trail on is investors invest because they think, oh, my Tesla stock is going to be worth a lot down the road. That's why I'm investing in it. Forward-looking markets in this market are not good. The projections don't look good. The future indicators don't look good. And even people like Elon Musk and, and Barry Adelson, largest one of the largest hedge fund operators on the planet, multi-billionaire, saying, get out. I'm getting out of stocks. I'm going to sit in cash, which is stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm saying the billionaire hedge fund operator dumb because they just want to sit on the sidelines. Well, when inflation's hovering around 25%, you're sitting in cash, you're losing 25% a year. Why not invest that into a tangible asset like silver that goes up with inflation? At least you're hedging yourself. You're minimizing your risk. You're maximizing your return moving forward. That's how you win the inflationary spiral game that's being played right now that neither you nor I can control. But what can we do? We can identify it. We can take that, that according you know, that, that leap mm -hmm. of saying, I'm going to get out of my normalcy bias and what I've always done, which is when stocks stink, I go into bonds and bonds stink, I go into stocks. Don't do that right now because they're all stink together because of the fundamentals that are causing growth or shrinkage in the markets go into silver. It's the best inflationary asset on the planet. And this is, this is how people can survive and thrive during this inflationary environment that everybody is thinking, is going to be horrible. Even, even, do you remember the Arab Spring? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So there's another Arab Spring coming, but it's not going to be Arab and it's not going to be in the spring. It's going to be in the summer and it's going to be a global summer of starvation because soaring fertilizer prices are unleashing chaos and worldwide hunger. Well, that's what caused the Arab Spring was worldwide hunger. Because being hangry is, is a real thing, right? And when, when there's whole population bases that were starving, it caused the Arab Spring. So this is the same thing is going to happen now. It's just not 
subject to the Arab world and it's not subject to the spring, but it is happening right now because of the lack of fertilizer coming from Russia, food prices are absolutely soaring. And we haven't seen the beginning of it yet because we haven't seen the summer harvest and the fall harvest, mm. right? So when that happens and there's low yield and, and you extinguish all the inventories in the warehouses and on the shelves, the cost of replenishing it, A, there's not gonna be anything. The cost would be soaring through the roof. Not much we can do about that except accept the higher prices and this is going to wreak havoc on people's families and their pocketbooks moving forward. Yeah, it's going to get pretty crazy. And and what you said there about the Arab Spring, Sri Lanka right now is in complete revolt against their government, against the system. Their country is in shambles. They owe, I think, $34 million a month in debt that they can't pay back. They have absolutely no food, no fuel. And the, the news and media has just stopped reporting on this. It's going to first start and rise up in these third world countries. And eventually it's going to hit home harder than you can ever imagine. It's going to be night to day. Just overnight, boom, it's going to be there. The shelves are going to be empty and it's going to be too late. It's going to be like during COVID when you went out to get the paper towels or the toilet paper. Right. And you're like, oh, you know, maybe I should go get some. I heard there's a shortage and they're already gone. That's how fast it's going to happen here. Um so silver why silver over gold great question um but an easy answer so there's a historical ratio between gold and silver which basically is is what how many ounces of silver does it take to buy one ounce of gold well if you were to multiply the price of silver today times a number you'll get you know let's call it 1800 dollars an ounce whatever gold is that number is 80 so it's about 80 to 1 today if you multiply the price of silver times 80, you get gold's price. The historical number is 20 to one. It was 20 to one for hundreds of years, right? So that's actually the norm. We haven't seen it over the last 20 years, but we've seen, you know, portions of that 40 to one, 30 to one, 60 to one, right? So at 80 to one, it's the highest it's ever been. So when we get down to 40 to one, let's say, but let's take one quick little step back. What does 80 to one mean? Without knowing anything else, it either means gold is overvalued or silver is undervalued based on the historical norm. How do you know if, which one of those is true? You have to ask in the next question, what causes growth in the metals markets? Number one, it's inflationary pressures. Number two, political chaos. Number three, geopolitical conflict. Number four, unsustainable debt. Do we have all of those? Yeah, we've got all of them. So therefore, gold is not overvalued. Gold is still undervalued and it's gonna grow. So that means silver has some catch up to do. So when it comes down to 60 to one, 40 to one, boom, we could sell off a portion of our silver or all of it or whatever you want, roll it into gold. And what did you just do? The amount that you locked in, you just got twice the amount of gold then than what you could have purchased today. Not much better than free in this world than free gold, right? Yeah. So it's not that I dislike gold. I love it, but I'm going into silver right now to get you more gold down the road for free. So, so that's the what tells me, because people ask me this question all the time, you're not the first one. It's like, why should I buy silver over, over gold? Why don't you like gold? It's like, I love gold. I want to get you more of it. The ratio is what points me towards silver. If the ratio were 20 to one, I'd say going to gold because it's going to move up, right? So I don't care either way. What I care about is being in the right place at the right time to maximize the number of ounces, minimize your risk. You know, Thinking about it, 
what do the big institutions, the countries, do during these times? Are they buying gold and silver right now? Their countries are, are hoarding gold. Right. They're, look at China, largest producer of gold on the planet. They sell none of it. So when they're the largest producer and they're the largest buyer and they don't sell any that they have, they're just amassing mountains of gold. Well, to what end? To be a de facto backing to their currency. Mm. What about Russia? Russia, since the year 2015, has basically dumped all of its U.S. treasuries. When I say all, I mean all. And what have they done with the proceeds? They're buying gold to basically be a not even just a de facto backing, but a real backing because they now back their currency um, one gram of gold for 5,000 rubles. Mm -hmm. In what weird, bizarro world does a communist country with the lowly ruble look like a more attractive option than the, than the U.S. dollar? Well, in this world, where there's actually tangible backing to a currency versus one that's based on government fiat, where they can just print out of thin air, really, I can't believe I'm saying it, but the Russian ruble is more valuable, right? less risky than the U.S. dollar. Now, so, and I've, I've had clients ask me this too. It's like, well, why don't I invest in the ruble, Kirk? Why don't you recommend investing in the ruble if it's backed by gold? Well, because there's political risk, there's exchange rate risk. Look what happened to Russia. Nobody likes Russia right now. And so they're, they're saying no to their currency, right? But if you own the backing of the currency, that doesn't have any political risk. That doesn't have any debt risk. It doesn't have any exchange rate risk. You own the backing of that currency. That's why if you want to invest in the ruble, invest in gold, right? If you want to invest in a gold-backed dollar, once we get to that point, don't invest in the dollar. That's going to have exchange rate risk and political risk too. Invest in the backing of the currency. That's how you reduce your risk and take advantage of that built-in demand that's going to be necessary to grow the currency base, you invest in the backing. And that's what I see coming down the road. Um, you know, we um, in my crypto mastermind group, we talked a lot about ISO 222, which is the new standardization that's coming about for currencies, global currencies, the inner exchange of those currencies. Um, ISO 2022 is 222 is being adopted by multiple different countries. There's only a few different cryptocurrencies that are actually approved under it. There's a lot of them that haven't announced that they've been approved under it. But the rumor on the street is that the United States is going to adopt ISO 222 in late November after the elections. And that uh, from an insider that we had, January of 2023 is when they will introduce the, the CBDC, the U.S. digital dollar. What are your thoughts on this actually coming out and being backed on gold? Well, there's a good chance that it will. I mean, I think we are headed towards a quantum financial system, which is nothing more, nothing less than a cryptocurrency backed by gold, except it's a global currency, right? Mm -hmm. So, but the incremental steps to get there, you're going to have central bank digital currency, which I don't think is a good thing. Mm -hmm but it's moving in the direction of nationally based cryptocurrency, right? Which is the incremental step public policy wise to get to a point where people will adopt a global quantum financial system that's backed by gold. So I do think that that's coming. I think that you'll probably have some cryptocurrencies backed by gold down the road, which would make them obviously more attractive than the ones that are not. 
because a cryptocurrency that's not backed by gold is nothing. It's really technically no different than a fiat based paper money, right? right? It has, it has value because people think that it has value, not because it inherently has value. People think that it does and they want to invest in it because of the future expectations, just like people invest in the stock market. Right? So, I mean, I might be different than a lot of your viewers. I don't necessarily like the crypto world, even though you could hit a home run with it because my, in my retiree world, where I advise people who are advising, you know, they, they need to protect and safeguard their retirement assets, everything they've worked their whole life to accumulate. They want to minimize risk and maximize return. Mm -hmm. Can't really do that with crypto very well. Now you're much better at trading crypto than I am. And, and your algorithms probably get to a point where you can minimize that risk as much as possible. Um, but boy, for me, the easiest thing to do is just gold and silver, yeah. right? And then if people want to invest in crypto, do it with the proper perspective, right? Which would mean if you lost it because of some political reason, EMP blast, whatever, right? Well, you didn't lose your shirt because you put it in the proper perspective and you didn't invest all of your eggs in that basket. See, I am willing to put all of my eggs in a, in a gold or silver basket because it's a tangible asset right. that's never gone to zero that minimizes your risk because I've got a lot of clients that invest in crypto. I don't, I don't poo poo it. I just say, don't over allocate into it. Right. Right. And so, so that's why, and here's the thing with, with ISO 2022, whatever the number is, is ultimately if the crypto is backed by gold, still like, like a currency that's backed by gold by the backing. Right. Mm -hmm. So if, if you want that, invest a small portion into crypto, but invest a larger portion into what that crypto is backed by, which in this case, it's gold. If it were backed by silver, then buy silver. If it's, you know, that's how you really maximize your return and minimize your risk in the same sentence is not necessarily by investing in that thing. It's by investing in the backing of that thing, which eliminates a lot of that risk. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, with crypto, I mean, we're in agreement a lot on crypto. Right now, it's an incredibly volatile asset, and I don't recommend anybody to start trading it on the open market. Um, if you're going to accumulate for long term, it's a great idea right now. There's various ones that you'd want to look at. Not all of them are going to make it. There's over 18,000 cryptocurrencies. You're going to look at about maybe 15 to 20 of them that are going to survive the next two years, especially when you have the centralization of blockchain technology happening within the central banks. That is what I call the bit. Bitcoin killer. Bitcoin's only actual intrinsic value or value that it has is derived from the fact that it's not regulated by the central banks and that it is a decentralized cryptocurrency and it's no longer decentralized. It's anything but decentralized. And that comes about through the ownership, that comes about through the distribution of the Bitcoin network, the Lightning network, and these are long since been centralized. And so uh, Bitcoin has lost a lot of value, I think, because of all those factors. I think it's right around its relative price of what its value tr truly is but then going back to gold and silver is if the electricity went out i can still take my silver and my gold and i can go and exchange it for whatever i need it's still a medium of exchange that is very very tangible that i can feel it i can utilize it i can store it on my person uh, unlike cryptocurrency and that's one of the downfalls of cryptocurrencies as we have talked about um getgoldtoday.com right and kirk what's the phone number people can call you at 
720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. What's, do we also have 2630010? Yep, that's my actual personal line, okay. which is if people need to get to me, but but I'm on the phone nonstop. Gotcha. So if you actually want to get to my calendar, I'd call the other line, talk to one of my schedulers, and they can get you on. Because chances of reaching me yeah. like, just by calling my number, pretty slim. And in in a if I'm off the phone, I'll obviously answer it, but I'm on the phone nonstop, which is my, my why my voice is always raspy. So I would call the other number, 720-605-3900. The, the 2630010, that yep. is my, my personal okay. number. Go ahead and call it if you want. Two in the morning, yeah. let them know what you're wearing. No, I'm joking. But I'm it's joking. better I'm joking. to call the other one, really, because then you'll be able to get on my calendar much quicker. Gotcha. Perfect, man. Kirk, I appreciate you coming on with us and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. Much appreciated tonight. Uh, guys, we're going to be right back in just one minute with more of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Uh, after a message from our sponsor, we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried canceling myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you can get my brand new product, My Slippers, for 50% off. That's the lowest price ever. And remember, My Slippers come with an exclusive four layer design. These layers combine to give you amazing comfort and support and help reduce stress on your feet. And with the durable indoor outdoor sole, you can wear My Slippers anytime, anywhere. I personally guarantee these will be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my slippers for 50% off, the lowest price in history. And if you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. All right, we are back with the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. And guys, don't call Kirk in the middle of the night, please. That was just a joke. Don't do that. But definitely give that other number a call. And leave a voicemail there, please. I think it's 605-39-720-605-3900. He's an amazing human being. His team is absolutely awesome. Uh, we, we tend to do audits of our affiliates. Vince knows this. Uh, it's one thing that I do to keep make sure that you guys are getting like the best service and that our affiliates are, are like you know doing what they're, they say they're going to do. And I'll tell you, flawless. The dude is absolutely amazing. His team is absolutely amazing. They are just I mean, I couldn't be happier with them. So, Vince Taglevia. Hey, man. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. So, we got uh, Father's Day coming up. All right, guys? Yeah. You just saw my pillow, Mike Lindell. Dad needs a new pair of slippers. I'm telling you, daddy needs a new pair of slippers. Yeah, they Go, say they have the best slippers in the business. Oh, best slippers and robes in the business. I'll tell you, the best sheets in the business. Dude, I got their sheets and pillowcases. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're freaking amazing. Absolutely amazing. I got, I, so I got a pillow, and at first it was like a little stiff, and I couldn't do it, but I had to beat it down. And once I got it beat down, man, the thing is like I sleep on just like on a little bit of the edge of it. So my head's just a little raised a little bit, but I love it. It's so comfy. And then um, the slippers from people I know who have them. Absolutely amazing. I'm getting a pair for Father's Day. I'm telling you, use that promo code RPP. You're going to save up to 66%. Mike Lindell, my pillow guys, they're awesome. Vince, what do we got going on in the world today? Is it more doom and gloom today or what? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a little rough out there. I don't think 
it's going to turn around overnight, unfortunately. No, no. Oh. Um, let me think. Good news, good news, good news. I think we're having a small shortage of good news. Uh, besides, you know, we're here, right? You've got your life, and, uh, man, we, yeah. You're breathing make, good air, drinking fresh yeah. water. Well, life is what we make it. Uh, at the end of the day, so life's a that. garden. We've got Dig that it. going for us. Life's a garden. Yep. Dig it. You know, someone sent this to me today, um, and I wanted to put this out there. If everything around you seems dark, look again. You may be the light. And that's from Rumi, one of my favorite poets of all times, and it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. You know, and. What we talk about a lot here is a lot of the darkness. And the reason is, is because the only way to drag the evil out into the light is to go into the darkness as that shining beacon of light that you are. Grab them by the balls and drag them out. And that's what we do here. And I'll tell you, we've been screaming loud about this for a long time. And now the mainstream media is beginning to pick up on it. I'm going to play this. uh, I'm going to play a few clips here from Jesse Waters. This is a little old. It's from May. But I think it's well worth understanding what is being reported now on mainstream media. Let's go ahead and play this. Hundreds of gas-guzzling private jets took off this week as billionaires from all over the world jetted off to Davos, Switzerland for the ritzy and glamorous World Economic Forum, a week-long event for the ruling class to talk down to the rest of us. And it's not for everybody. It's an invite-only event. And once you do get in, they divide you by class. You get a white badge with a blue line if you're rich enough. You just get a white badge if you're married to someone important. Or if you're just a part of someone's entourage, you get an ugly green badge. You're not good enough. They keep the elites together, and they have their own little police state to make sure these people are focused on ruling the world. If you're not from CNN or the New York Times and you show up uninvited, they'll probably arrest you. And it's all headed up by a guy named Klaus Schwab who's pretty much running a one-world government here. He kicked off the week by saying the future is theirs, not yours. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. All right, I'm going to fast forward now because I want to go to another important segment on here. And we don't, we're not going to watch all eight minutes of this, but let's go in here. Let's listen to what Rand Paul has to say. We're only going to listen to about a minute of this. Any bad ideas? Rand Paul, Kentucky senator, and he joins me now. Should the American people be scared when the richest people in the entire world get together at a swanky conference and hatch these crazy ideas about how to make our lives better? You know, if they really cared, they could have ridden with me. I was on a plane this morning. I was a category on Southwest Airlines. And, you know, hey, that's something. Wasn't a private jet, but they could have saved. When you're on a private jet, they're spending five times as much of a carbon footprint. So if they really cared about that, they could ride on commercial airlines. But they aren't. They're elitist. But the other real danger here that's even more danger than all their phony caring about carbon footprint, the real danger is this. Look how bad your government is in a country where you get to vote for these people. This would be a government, a world government, where you don't get to vote on anybody. This is everybody's worst nightmare. 
the bureaucracy that we have trouble in our United States because we don't get to vote on them, we vote indirectly. Can you imagine the one world bureaucracy of all these elitists and their private jets that would rule our, our country and we wouldn't get to vote? So I'm dead set against this. And they used to call people who talked about one world government, they used to say, oh, it's a conspiracy. We would always say, no, it's in their mission statement. They say <laughs> it's in their mission statement. And you know, We've been saying this for a long time. Rand and his father, Bron, have been saying this for a long time. And uh, it doesn't seem anybody else is, because you know what? We had 28 representatives, delegates from the United States of America at that meeting in Davos, including elected officials, governors and congressmen, and appointed officials. Now, I, I believe Rand Paul should probably be opening an investigation into those people. Because that is treasonous. Talking about world government, the undermining of the United States Constitution. Yeah. Yep. And, and what did he say that's going to happen? A non-elected body, a non-elected bureaucracy that rules the world. You know, one of the coolest things that I heard was from Dan Pena. Mm-hmm. And, and Dan Pena, they don't know, he calls himself the trillion dollar man. He was first a billion dollar man, then now he's a trillion dollar man. He's done over a trillion dollars in sales, and he's a multi-billionaire. He's good friends with Donald Trump. Um, he owns a castle in Scotland, and he berates young kids until they become successful. I mean, he's a good dude. I'd love to get him on the show, by the way. But uh, Dan Pena was talking about, he goes... Global warming is a fraud. And there's this woman that stands up and she's like, how dare you? And, you know, my son is is this and that. And, you know, global warming's not a fraud. And I'm so scared for my children that have to grow up in this world. And, you know, the oh rising sea levels. He goes, let's take that right there. He goes, the estimates say that within the next hundred years, the sea levels could rise up to a hundred feet. He goes, let's take the lowest estimate of that. They say in the next 10 years, the sea levels can rise 10 feet. In the case where the sea levels rise 10 feet, all of Eastern Europe or all of Western Europe is gone. Britain, England, Scotland, Ireland, absolutely gone. Miami, Florida, Virginia, South Carolina, gone. Whole Eastern seaboard of the United States, gone. California, gone. Okay? And he goes... All beachfront property. That's right. All beachfront property. And he says, ask yourself this. Banks... Banks are the ones that loan out money. Banks do long-term, mid-term, and short-term prospectus on their investments that they're going to make. Do you think any bank, knowing that global warming was a real thing, would supplement any money towards investments on coastal territories? But no. Hell no. They wouldn't. Not a chance. But instead, they're slinging billions of dollars in the coastal regions, financing houses, mansions. Barack Obama, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, all three brand new owners of multi-mansions on different coasts in the United States on the coastland. Why are these, John Kerry owns coastal property. Why aren't they selling off their coastal property? That would be the great thing to do for insurance. Because it's a effing scam. That's why. And these people, these globalists who want to usher this in, I'm saying right now to the global community, and I hope the global community really does hear me. These people are a threat to liberty, to freedom, to justice, to the way of your people, to your society, to your culture. They are the same ones who've perpetuated these global exercises who end up, that end up becoming true. They launch bioweapons on humankind. 
that forcefully inject bioweapons into people through coercion that is going to kill half the population even more? These people are criminals at the highest level. They are pure scum and evil. And the world needs to be eradicated of them. Now, I'm not using any specific names. You can guess who is in that. And I truly do mean that with my First Amendment right, my free speech. Because I'm not making a threat towards anybody in particular. I'm saying that these people need to be eradicated. And I hope that God, God comes down and eradicates them for us. Because these people are a cancer to humanity. They probably created cancer. SV40 virus. Absolutely. So, when we start thinking about who these people are, who's working for them? In the Biden White House, there's a, the Biden White House administration, there's only 17 members of the World Economic Forum. Wow. There's over, I think there's 18 members from BlackRock. Okay? We are infiltrated. I, I call tonight's episode Broken Arrow. Now, there's rumor of an, mm-hmm. uh, of a, a, an osprey that crashed in California. It did crash, and there was rumor there was nuclear arms, armaments on that. There wasn't. I brought major red flags. I was talking with a military buddy of mine. I'm like, dude, this, what do you think of this? Because this doesn't make sense. And the reason it doesn't yeah. make sense, first, it's from MCIS, Marine Corps Air Station. It's an osprey, and it's the Marines. They, they don't do anything with nuclear weapons. There would be Air Force, Navy, or there's, private contractors. So, there's, another, there's other oddities to this situation, too, that I noticed. Yeah. But you notice where it is. Yeah, by the border. But also in Southern California. Yeah. Do you remember what we were talking about months ago? All the small plane crashes that were occurring in Southern California. You remember Mm -hmm. what I proposed that it potentially was? The jab. No. What? I said that there are well over 10 various different container ships sitting off the California coastline that are most likely merchant vessels from the Chinese that have been outfitted with Club Ks and maybe even special electronic warfare weapons. And oh, that yeah. they were utilizing these weapons through calibration, taking down these smaller planes. Remember that seven, uh, the 767 in China that went... Yes. Same type Straight of weapon. Down. Okay? Yeah. So, all of a sudden, we get this Osprey that crashes. This is a very rare event, by the way. Well, it, it is rare for military aircraft, or for aircraft in particular, to go down. And since 2018, we've seen an unusually high, statistically impossible amount of military craft, from ship-based submarine to aircraft, crashing. Yeah. And this adds into it. Now, I'm not going to say it's a vaccine. I don't know about that. That's complete speculation. Um, but I would like to see the, uh, the, the data from this one because I guarantee you there is some type of electromagnetic interference on or around and it just happened to be on the border which we know what J.R. Nyquist has said with Mike Adams in the sense that potentially China could make an incursion over the border who knows if that's true or not but this is something that we need to follow and we need to pay attention to and you heard it here first I think that China is utilizing some sort of electronic warfare device that renders our military assets, ships, vehicles, planes, submarines, useless. Completely dead in the water. Turns them off. Turns them off midair. 
So did you find it interesting that right away it was alleged that there was nuclear materials on thing and then they walked it back? This makes no you sense. Know, Absolutely zero sense. Okay. Where would that come from? It's it's really it raises red flags. So firstly, here's the problem. Anybody in the military who's going to give a press release, a, a press officer or something of that nature, is a media correspondent, is never going to release that information. Is not releasing that information. Never. They, they would not. Okay? Anytime that there's any type of nuclear event where there's a loss or a, a crash of any type of nuclear weapon... Um, nuclear power supply or any types of parts that go to nuclear weapons, power supplies, these types of things, generators. Um, there is a rigid chain of command, okay? And there is a certain level of classification behind them and the aircraft that are potentially carrying them, right? And so here's the thing is only certain people will know which submarines and which ships are carrying nuclear armed missiles, right? Um uh, yeah. Maybe three people in the in the United States Navy will know this. Okay, the president doesn't know this, but when we start looking at this information, um, basically a lot of the technology that surrounds our nuclear weapons is classified as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so the fact that they came out and said this is very unusual. It's odd. It doesn't make sense. And the retraction of the story immediately makes me think that they were carrying something. Yeah. And possibly in an Osprey, they were most likely just running um, uh, routine training mission, something of that nature. Um, but if someone's reporting um, radiological weaponry or, or signatures, you got to ask yourself why. Yeah. And so now we go back to directed energy weapons, the amount of gamma rays given off by directed energy weapons that takes an aircraft out mid-flight. Dude. That would detect gamma rays. Those gamma rays would be detectable by a Geiger counter, and you would see some type of radiological debris from that. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I wonder the origin of this leak. I also noticed something odd about the story as well, which was it was reported that there were five people on board. Four had been found. Hmm. And they never announced that fifth one being located. Interesting. So there's also a discrepancy with how many people there are. I don't know how common it is for a person to disappear after an accident like this, but um, they were expecting five and they only ever found four people is a little bit of a point to um, highlight for me as well. Something odd, I think. But I don't know. I don't study plane crashes, or I don't study, you know, this type of thing. But yeah, I I don't either. But I know, and I'm looking at this right now to see if I can find something. Um, I'm waiting for this map to load. I'm looking at a radiological map detector, and this should help us to figure this out. Um, okay, and so basically, I mean, if there was. And by the way, radiological weapons are basically detecting gamma ray, gamma, gamma ray radiation, which is incredibly high energy, high potential um, energy. And so a directed energy weapon would have this various type of signature. Um, hmm. Maybe a, a certain type of um, electronic warfare device that utilizes gamma wave 
radiation would as well. I mean, this. Is, so here's the thing: is uh, you could fry the whole electrical circuitry of an aircraft, of a ship, of a vehicle with a directed energy weapon of just a small, minute burst of gamma wave radiation because it would overload the circuits. Interesting. And this map isn't loading, of course. This worries me, especially with all the weapons that have gone to other countries, uh, particularly Ukraine. I just imagine worst case, worst nightmare that these javelins and these different weapons make it to the southern border and are utilized in this way. And just, uh, yeah, terrorist attacks abroad, you know? Yep. I agree. Or man. here at home, I'd rather not abroad. Yeah, it's um, these weapons will be utilized against us. I I guarantee you, is that they are disappearing as fast as they are moving out. Right. Oh yeah, you bet it. You believe it. Better believe it. It's on I, the dark web. We know that. We covered that the other day. And I'm looking right now to see if there was any radiation detected. Um, this is a Geiger counter. There's nothing. Um, but, you know, they would they would cover it up if that was truly the case. But either way, I think that there is potentially something here that could be happening. And I think that the, the, um, the ships running the ground, the submarines running in the mountains. Running the ground? Yeah, running in the mountains. The planes falling out of skies. Okay, this is all directly related to a new weapon that China has, and it has American military people scared shitless. And I'm telling you, it's some type of directed energy weapon that can manipulate either the airspace. And so think about this is if if you were able to utilize a directed energy weapon and this is just hypothetical, by the way. Okay. Sure. Let's say I had a, a, a directed energy weapon, and what I did is I transmitted it from a ship base or a satellite base, and what I did is I gapped the air, okay? And so one thing that happens is it ionizes or produces a plasma formation within the air, okay? And so air, the nitrogen, the hydrogen, the nitrogen, the oxygen, the water, the, the helium, the argon, all of that becomes in a plasmic form, okay, and loses its density. Okay. And so imagine a plane flying in to an ionized plasmic field. Okay? It would just drop. Oh, it would drop and it would be like a bomb. It would fry all the electronics. It would immediately discharge into the plane. Okay? And the plane would drop so like out of the shock sky. shock it, essentially. Yeah. And the plane would drop out of the sky. So basically what it would do is they wouldn't even know it hit them. If they'd be flying, all of a sudden you'd see all the electronics go out. Okay? Like an electromagnetic pulse. And then it would just drop because basically they'd have to restart the engine, but they'd be in a free fall by that time. I'm just hypothecating here, guys. I'm speculating. I'm just giving my my, Hypothetical. my my opinion. Being somebody who worked on missile and gunfire control systems in the U.S. military, understanding the capabilities of electronic warfare technologies, understanding the various levels of, of military weaponry that we have out there, this is my opinion. Um, but I think that we could potentially see something like that happening. And this war has already started, and the warfare has already started. So we'll, we'll cover more on a lot of this here later. Um, 
This was the original article right there. Five people presumed dead after MV-22 Bravo Osprey belonging to the 3rd Marines air wing crashes in the Californian desert. The crash happened. Presumed, yeah. The hash net near Glamis, 30 miles north of the Mexican border, 150 miles east of San Diego. Naval Air Facility El Centro said that the aircraft belonged to the 3rd Marine Air Wing, which is based in Miramar, San Diego. Five people were on board and all presumed dead. Uh, the military has not confirmed how many people were on board, but they did said uh, the initial reports that there was nuclear material on the aircraft were incorrect. Rescue teams for the Marine Corps Air Station Yuma are en route to the crash site along with local fire and rescue teams. Um... Rumors that the plane was carrying nuclear material have since been debunked. I love how they say debunked because here's the thing is this was actually released by them saying that it was. This was official sources saying that it was nuclear material on board. And I think what it is is there was radiological detection in the area. Or maybe it's one of those things where it was um, maybe a nuclear component that wasn't necessarily radioactive per se. And so it's kind of a thing of this is partly, partly true, or you know we can say it false based on the technicality that it's not uranium, right? Well, who knows? Maybe they were transporting. No, that's not a transport ship. So um, it just doesn't make sense that they'd be carrying anything nuclear. This is why I was speculative, and this is why I asked one of my friends who was in the military three times longer than me about this, and he was also a pilot. He came back, and he's like, "This is odd." <laughs> I know, but why would they even report on that? But Anyways, let's move on. We can touch on this when more information comes about. Joe Biden's approval rating stinks. Not sinks, stinks to a new low. Uh, Joe Biden's approval rating has now just, uh, where are we at? We're, uh, we're, the latest survey found that 58% of voters disapprove of Biden's job performance and 39% approve. This marks the 46th president's lowest approval rating and the highest disapproval rating in 62-week leak weekly surveys conducted since he took office in 2021. Hmm. You know yeah. you know what shocks me about that number is not the 58% that disapprove of his job performance, but the 39% that actually approve. It's probably yeah. this, fake, no, fake numbers. Now, this is a sample of roughly, I love how they use roughly, 2,000 registered voters, each with unweighted margins of an error of plus or minus 2% survey between 2021 and 2022. So they they did the survey starting last year, but 2,000 registered voters. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. I call BS, but it is an indication that his support is dwindling, what little support he has. You know, uh, when we look at certain articles about the economy, sometimes we got to laugh. What causes a recession? Maybe it's you and how grumpy you are about the economy. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it's your, it's your shitty attitude. That's what they're saying, literally. Look, look at that. Oh look look at all the related articles. Recession and inflation are not the same thing. The economy going backward isn't the same as you got right. Uh, Harvard economist says the economy looks bad right now, but recession isn't a sure thing. Farmed economist Robert Schiller says there's a good chance of a recession. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And this goes on to basically say, despite the spots look like another strong job report in May and an unemployment rate of just 3.6%, a cost of living crisis, stock market woes, a persistent recession predictions are weakening havoc of Americans' confidence in the economy. More than 80% now of Americans now believe the U.S. will fall into a recession in 2022. The April CNBC survey found... And consumer sentiment and measured by the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index sank roughly 30% over the last month, closing on its levels not seen since the Great Recession. 
And so, look, we're, we're going into a recession not because that's where the economy is actually going. It's because of the way you think, man. It's because of what you're thinking about. It's because you think we're going into a recession, we're going to go into a recession. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. And this is why there's such division in public is because people hear this, they're not logical, and then they just regurgitate it saying mm-hmm. – thinking it's real but all logic points to this being a hundred percent bullshit and it's not even a question in my head so this is interesting what's that we mentioned this a little bit yesterday janet yellen uh janet yellen and joe biden and joe biden was asked well press secretary was asked is joe biden's release of these donald trump era tariffs on china is this a gift to china oh shit so, really, U.S. looking to reconfigure China tariffs in the coming weeks, uh, says Janet Yellen. The United States is considering lifting some of the punitive Trump-era tariffs imposed on China in an effort to ease surging inflation. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Wednesday, U.S. tariffs on hundreds of billions of dollars of Chinese imports will begin to expire in July unless renewed. The President Joe Biden has faced crowing calls to get rid of the so-called Section 301 duties to help combat the highest inflation in over four decades. Yellen told lawmakers the administration would provide more information in the coming weeks on a tariff plan. All right. What does that mean? If Joe Biden, and, and I understand what they're doing here. This, this actually makes a lot of sense. Because this will temporarily stimulate the economy with imports into the United States, right? Because if you reduce tariffs, the the cost of distribution, production, supply chain reduces and makes China more prone to ship and import. And so goods and services begin to flow again. It buys them more time. And I think part of those tariffs that were put in place by the Biden administration, I mean, by the Trump administration, Mm -hmm. were probably a kick to the nuts to the deep state in China. So I think maybe this is him doing them a favor, like you said. Very good possibility. And I think it is buying, more, buying more time economically. And, and that was my point, is that they're buying more time economically. What this is going to do, this is going to put a short boost into the economy if they remove these tariffs. And what will happen is, is you will see the economy begin to kind of teeter-totter back upward. For the small period of time, and then it'll go down probably late July, early August. Then late September, they'll pass a massive stimulus on the likes that they've never passed before. They will steal the election, and they will blame it all on the Republicans. Oh, and this was... So, someone was telling me last night about Jordan Sather, last night on his show, talking about something that I mentioned years ago. I said, watch, in 2022, you know what they're going to do in the election, Vince? What's that? They're going to cheat for the Republicans. And then after the elections, when they completely annihilate the Democrats, they're going to claim that the Republicans cheated. They're going to investigate it. They're going to show that they cheated because the Democrats are really the ones that cheated for them. And then they're going to seize the government from that point on forth. Now, think about this. CISA.gov just put out that document about Dominion voting machines and how they're prone and vulnerable to voter fraud that they can be changed on site. Right? We have the whole scheme of mail-in ballots. It, it would actually make a lot of sense that the Democrats this time don't cheat for themselves, but instead cheat for the Republicans. Because now they open up the investigation. They still have the majority. They win. Now that's the easiest way to get rid of the American First candidates. It's the easiest way to get rid of the Republicans, even the ones that are in office. 
You can claim that everybody who won their election cheated. And you can blame it all on Trump, which ruins him for 2024. This is, I said this, I said this, what, a year and a half ago. This is what they're going to do during the midterms. Jordan Sather repeated last night. I'm repeating it again. This is that what they're going to do. That would be that would be wild. It's definitely possible. Be warned. Makes sense. Yep. Be wow. warned. Mortgage demands hit 22-year low as interest rates rise. Look, at, I mean, just look at that. Oh my goodness. Interest rates are almost five percent to buy a 30-year fixed mortgage, um, which drives up the housing market a little bit. But also, the foreclosures are nearing what 260 percent right now. We were at 157% in February, 220% in May, and now we're almost near 300% right now in June. And yeah. it's only going to increase. We're going to see a 3 to 4x of that in the coming months. I, I'm tell, I told people. I warned them. I warned them. Um, although I did share something with a friend of mine on the social red pill um, who are having problems pertaining to a lot of this. Yeah. Excuse me. The U.S. federal government gave about $1.3 to $2 billion per state to help people who are in financial foreclosure due to COVID-19, who did um, this uh, housing moratorium. Oh, really? Yes. So each state had attributed about $1.3 billion, and nobody's claiming any of the money. And all you have to do is go to your state's website, find the information, fill out the forms, and submit it, and they should take care of all the back pay of your mortgage, from what I'm hearing of this program. Oh, wow. Well, they already printed the money. You might as well get it. I know. So for people who are hurting right now, who are potentially might lose their house, they owe a lot on their mortgage, back pay, or whatever it is, I recommend that you go to your Department of Treasury website for your state and go on there and search this out. Just search. I think it's a Federal Government Homeowner Assistant COVID-19, and you should find the... Uh, the information on it and it's just a form you fill out you can call them contact them it's like yeah you got to give them your your everything but you can get the help to save your house and i think that's one of the most important things here uh world bank signals global recession saying essentially no rebounds is expected with several years of above average inflation ahead i'll say that again according to the world bank's latest global economic forecast released tuesday Global economic growth is expected to slow down before the end of the year, and most countries should begin preparing for a recession. And this is what Kirk was saying. In the newly released report that World Bank cuts its forecast for global growth this year to 2.9% down from 4.1%. And he talks about the difference between those, right, Mm -hmm. is 1.2%, which is actually 31% decline in global GDP. Massive. Massive. All right. And it's in the mainstream now, guys. There's no excuse at this point. Yes. And remember, last year we were called conspiracy theorists by saying all this. Oh, no, the inflation's transitory. You guys are conspiracy theorists. Stop your fear porn. It's not fear porn. It's truth. And if you don't like the dose of truth, I don't know what to tell you. Go jump on that hopium train. Patriots we in control. All right. This could get interesting here. National Guard preparing to deployment the National Guard preparing for deployment in the wake of expected Supreme Court rulings on abortion. I wonder if it's going to be 12 states. Significance? 
12 states. Yeah. Go ask and go go contact the National Guardsmen and ask them what they're uh, what they're deployed for. Just saying. The ultimate conspiracy theory. Right now. You know, Jen Psaki had some things to say 29 days ago this was. I want people to listen to this. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. So I. Oh, really? So Jen Psaki says they encourage the protests outside judges' homes. I wonder if uh, Nicholas Roski, who was arrested today near Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home with a gun and some tools, took Jen Psaki's advice. And I wonder if they still support this. You know, you notice that the DHS isn't jumping onto this. The, the, the national news isn't jumping all over this saying left-wing extremists, left-wing pro-abortion extremists. You notice how they use labels for anything right-wing? But listen... Uh, Let's read this article. An armed California man incensed about the leaked Supreme Court draft opinion expected to overturn Roe vs. Wade was arrested near Justice Brett Kavanaugh's Maryland home Wednesday after he hatched a plan to kill the jurist to give his life purpose, prosecutor said. Nicholas John Roske, 26, was arrested by Montgomery County Police Department at 150 a.m. near Kavanaugh's home in Chevy Chase and was later charged uh, in federal court with attempting to kill or kidnap a U.S. Judge Roski, who was dressed in black clothing, carrying a backpack and suitcase, was spotted getting out of a cab in front of Kavanaugh's home about 1.05 a.m. by two deputy U.S. Marshals who were stationed outside the residence. When he saw the Marshals who were standing next to their parked vehicle um, in the wa- in Washington, D.C. suburb, he walked down the block and called 911 and told an operator he was having suicidal thoughts. Cops from the police department were dispatched to the area. When they arrived, Roski was still on the phone with the emergency operator. He was taken into custody when investigators searched his suitcase and backpack, and they found a small arsenal, including a tactical vest, tactical knife, pepper spray, zip ties, Glock 17 pistol, two magazines of ammunition. And look at him. I mean, he looks like a uh, looks like a family of flaming liberals. Um, they also found a host of burglary tools, including a hammer, screwdriver, nail punch, crowbar, pistol, uh, light, duct tape, pair of hiking boots padded on the outside soles, among them items prosecutors said. Uh, now, what's interesting about this is what they don't tell you is that a radical leftist organization is the one who doxed Judge Kavanaugh and that this person is a radicalized person on the political left. But if you go through this whole report, doesn't say right, it doesn't say left wing, it doesn't say radicalized, it doesn't say radical left. It's just, oh, this troubled kid. This troubled kid yeah. wanted, because he was so pro-abortion. Oh, no. He, this is the radicalized left. This is the same radicalized left that said that, what? Just the other day, that they will firebomb bomb, uh, pro-life facilities. That they will do violence against these judges. And, and Oh, yeah, and you have the former press secretary sitting there going... Oh yeah, we support it. Uh, uh, me and Joe Biden, we're we're all for it. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're brainwashing him, dude. Yeah. I bet the FBI is well aware of him too. Just maybe something's gonna happen, dude. Fal- they're really pushing inbound. it hard. False, false flags, flags inbound. inbound, big time. False flags inbound. You know they're going for something that? big. Clearly, you know go ahead. I want no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. No, that's all. I'm just saying they're pushing it big time, and I think there's going to be a success on their point because they're not stopping. It's every day we're seeing these false flags, and the brainwashing goes deep. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I actually have something I, I want to share with this because I saw this yesterday. And we're going to go down here. Today's the 8th. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, actually, probably better if I just search that way. Because I noticed this yesterday, and I think I mentioned mm-hmm. it, but who knows if I didn't. All right. November, November 2017. November 2017. What? No, there's got to be more. Oh, fuck. Hold on, guys. Bear with me here. I love you, too. I love you, too. November, September 17th, September 8th. You know what I'm looking for here, right? I don't know. I'm looking for Q post. Oh, I thought I thought you were. I don't know. I had no idea. Yeah. Doing your research. Oh man, I lost it. Uh, January, July, March flags out. Define false. So July was, 25th. Okay, what's that? Uh, they said they're coming out with that uh, Supreme Court. Uh, information later, I guess the decision, but uh, I don't know when to expect that. It's supposed to be on the 12th. Oh, really? Okay. Right. And I thought I saw false flags inbound on one of the Q posts mm-hmm. that was coming up on a Delta. And just imagine that if there is a Delta and it does happen on one of those Delta days. That would be wild. That'd be wild. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure it's there. It's got to be here. I I just saw it the other day. It'll soon be over. Um, people are waking up. Nope, not there. Oh man, I could have swore it was there. That was June 2020, June 27th. Be ready, Patriots fight for God and country. That's absolutely right, man. I you know I I, I we'll look at we'll look for it later. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but. We okay. understand that false flags are inbound and that things are happening. Things are happening in the world. And I saw, I think it was Don Maga commented that an estimated 50% of the global population is going yeah. to go away because of what happened. And yesterday we talked about something pretty incredible in numbers. Uh, the uh, 86% of females in the UK study that um, had miscarriages or babies immediately aborted. Only two of them were normal out of oh, the yeah. 27. Absolutely horrendous. Where's the emergency? 18 Congress members demand answers as FDA looks to approve COVID shots for kids under five. Good. Well, members of Congress today demanded answers from Dr. Robert Califf, Commissioner of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, as the agency reviews emergency use authorization of COVID-19 shots in children under the age of five and under. And so Ted Cruz, uh, Bill Posey, and 16 other members of Congress today asked the Commissioner Califf 19 questions about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines for young children. But you know what? They, they didn't bring up the questions that need to be answered. You know, Ron Johnson submitted some documents to some high bureaucrats, uh, Austin and so forth, back in February. And we had never seen the answers on these. This was in pertainment to uh, Thomas Renz, Project Silas, uh, Doug, uh, Thomas Callender, all these things. And, and why aren't these senators basically utilizing that information to fight against this? Humanity is being genocided. I, I, there's no yeah. if, ands, or buts about it. This yeah, isn't I'm... depopulation. This is fucking genocide. 
Yeah, I'm old enough to remember when Cuomo murdered everyone's grandparents in all the nursing homes and nothing was done. It should be stopped immediately. Yeah. And it just keeps going and going and going and they come out with new shots. Now they want everybody to take the shot for monkeypox. This is eradication. That's what this Children. is. Why are boosted Americans testing positive for COVID more than those without the extra shot? Since late February, Americans who have gotten a booster shot appear to be testing positive for COVID-19 more. Americans who, got, who have gotten a booster shot appear to be testing positive more for COVID-19 more often than those vaccinated without the extra shot. According to the Centers for Disease and Control and Presumption. This is on MSN.com, by, by the way, guys. This oh, is based wow. on the numbers up until the weeks of April 23rd, which is most recently CDC data against coronavirus. Meanwhile, about 119 out of 100,000 boosted individuals tested positive for COVID-19 during the week of April 23rd, according to the CDC data. In comparison, 56 out of the 100,000 individuals uh, vaccinated with only a primary series tested positive. Now, basically what they're saying here is people with one vaccine were not really testing positive, but people with the booster were testing positive more often. I wonder why. Well, it's almost like all the doctors that you interviewed and all the information that you reviewed was correct in that with every booster, you get significantly worse until you have AIDS and die. That's probably is it. it. I wonder, though, how much of that is obviously – you don't test positive. I don't test positive because we're not going to take that stupid fake test. Um, somebody who got mm-hmm. one booster, I mean, somebody who got one shot might not test test as much as somebody who gets all the boosters and is completely indoctrinated into this fake healthcare system designed to murder everybody. So there could be part of that happening too. But right, Biden to discuss free elections with Brazil's uh, Bolsonaro. Uh, the U.S. President Joe Biden will emphasize the importance of free elections in the meeting with Brazilian President Yair Bolsonaro, who has cast doubt on the upcoming polls, the top aide said Wednesday. The two countries confirmed that Biden will hold his first meeting Thursday in Los Angeles with Bolsonaro, who is taking part in the Summit of the Americas where the United States seeks to champion democracy. Yeah. Asked if Bolsonaro re- uh, will resent talks about Brazil's October elections, Jake Sullivan, Biden's national security di- di- director advisor, said... There are no topics off limits in any bilateral the president does, including the president, Bolsonaro. I do anticipate that the president will discuss open, free, fair, transparent democratic elections. He said that Biden would also speak to climate change. Uh, By the way, what this article doesn't tell you is that Bolsonaro has publicly said that Joe Biden is the illegitimate president. He was friends with Donald Trump. He's going to go bribe the crap out of him. This is like sending Nancy Pelosi to a... AA meeting to give everybody advice on being sober. Yep. All right. This is one of the most effed up things I've seen all day. All right. This is from Gun Owners of America. U.S. House of Representatives votes 226 to 194 to criminalize dissembling, cleaning, and reassembling your gun without a firearm manufacturer's license, including eight Republicans who voted for it. Get them out. Yeah. Good luck, though. This ain't going through, but it's crazy that Uh, they're just doing this. This is absurd. This this right here will spark retaliation. Yeah, because this um, stops everything. It makes everybody a criminal. It makes everybody who owns a gun a criminal. There you go. It makes everybody who owns a gun a criminal. 
I'll say that again for people who might have didn't hear this. The U.S. House of Representatives votes 226 to 194 in favor of the criminalization of disassembling, cleaning, and reassembling a gun without a firearm manufacturer's license. Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert, it's not easy to get a firearm manufacturer's license, okay? It's not commonplace. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. Well, I got the Second Amendment, and that would be my license. And then there's Article there 4 go. of the Constitution that says that they cannot make no no laws supersede a constitutional amendment. So they can fuck off for all I care. Yeah, and, this is and, null and void before they even do it. But you know what? 226 members of Congress are traitors of the Constitution. 226 members of Congress are traitors to the Constitution of the United States of America. And these people need to be held accountable for voting for draconian totalitarian legislation like that. They should all be gone immediately. Yeah, Yeah, out of there. 100%. No questions. The turnover should be huge. Agreed. It should be 100%. They don't like this show tonight. I keep on red barring. The Cambridge Dictionary defines insurrection. As an organized attempt by a group of people to defeat their government and take control of their country, usually by violence. That definition, there was no insurrection on the United States Capitol January 6th, according to the FBI. The FBI has found scant evidence that the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was a result of an organized plot to overturn the presidential election results, according to four current and former law enforcement officials. 90 to 95 percent of those are one-off cases, said a former senior law enforcement official with knowledge of the investigation. Then you have 5 percent, maybe, of these militia groups that were more closely organized, but there was no grand scheme with Roger Stone and Alex Jones and all those people to storm the Capitol and take hostages. And that's the thing is Proud Boys was just arrested on these sedition charges. That can only stick if the insurrection can be proven. It can't be, because there was none. I think they're kind of backpedaling here, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because the FBI was there. Maybe. Well, there's no insurrection because, well, we were there. (laughs) (laughs) We we saw the whole thing. We planned it. It wasn't an insurrection. Yeah, dude. That's what I thought when I read that. I'm like, this seems weird. They're changing their narrative. I wonder why. I wonder why. Nothing to see here. Mark Zuckerberg funded group already trying to rig and steal the 2022 midterms. The Center for Tech and Civic Life, CTCL, a group that Facebook Zuckerberg paid off to help steal the 2020 election, is once again trying to steal the 2022 midterms. CTCL just announced the creation of what it calls the U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence, the USAEE, which is described as a nonpartisan collaborative that is bringing together election officials, designers, technologists, and other experts to help local election departments improve operations, develop a set of standards and values, and obtain access to best in resources to run successful elections. Over the next five years, they will spend over $80 million to do so. Of course. Hmm. George Soros is buying up all Spanish-speaking radio stations in America ahead of the midterm. Soros has begun quietly buying up the Spanish-speaking radio stations across America to head up the midterm elections this fall to promulgate and promote his candidates. These candidates include governors, congressmen, state and local. Um, whoop, hold on. Hold on a second. I'm going to sneeze. Whew. Whew. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. I, I caught it. 
All right, George Soros added again. He wants to get his attorney generals, his governors, and uh, his officials in there. These are nothing more than extensions for the New World Order and the World Economic Forum. And he's going to try to get the Hispanic vote because, you know, they've just been pumping Hispanics into this country, illegal <laughs> yeah, immigrants dude. into this country, and now they're going to target them. Exactly. But you, you know what? get the illegal voters to vote the right way. Do you know what the majority of those uh, illegal immigrants, do you know what they actually vote when they actually do vote? Republican. <laughs> Republican. <laughs> HIV status will no longer automatically disqualify troops from deployment and retention. This is odd, huh? Yeah, HIV-positive troops will no longer face involuntary separation or be barred from deployment as a result of the condition under the update for the Pentagon's policy on HIV, HIV status. According to the memo released by De Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin on Tuesday, commanders no longer will be allowed to involuntarily separate troops with asymptomatic HIV. They also may not restrict them from deploying or bar any currently serving enlisted personnel, cadets, or midshipmen from eight, uh, with HIV from seeking a commissioning as an officer. I wonder why. Maybe because more of them were testing positive. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple things. Think about all the gay people in there, right? I guess I don't know if gay people have AIDS more. I guess that's maybe I'm ignorant, but I've heard that. And I think it's true. Um, if I had to guess, and then we have the vaccine that allegedly could possibly give people AIDS based on data we've seen. Well, so it was genetically modified and built with part part of the AIDS virus. That's and, right. And so, it, but what AIDS is, or what AIDS is, is autoimmune deficiency disorder. And what this does is it's a degradation of the immune system, where basically it fights itself and has it's defenseless against anything in its environment. Um, and that's AIDS. So this is what the virus vaccine does to people. So and it, it's contagious. Yep. You know, if I get shot and you go in to help me and you have cuts, congratulations, you have AIDS too now. I imagine that's probably part of the reason why the military previously was so careful about having people with AIDS fighting. Yep. Right? It's a health risk. Agreed. But Shit. it's a health risk if it was contagious, but obviously it's not contagious. It's contagious. AIDS? Apparently yeah. not. Is there's a, a few doctors that came out against Fauci, and uh, Judy Mikovits will actually probably attest to this. That Isn't it? this guy was actually slicing his hand with an age positive patient, and they're rubbing their hands together like this, and he was licking the blood, and he goes, "I'll test negative for AIDS because it's not contagious. It's a lie." Hmm. Mm -hmm. Not taking the risk. Basically, think about it: is what was happening to people is they would get sick, they'd go to the doctor, the doctors would issue an AIDS test, the same thing as COVID nineteen. They would get a false positive, then they would put them on medications, which would eventually kill them. Kill them with medication. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. Damn. China it's a whole scam. It is Sorry, a scam. Ahead. Yeah. No. China, Russia accused U.S. and U.N. of stoking North Korea tensions. Uh, they took aim of the United States during a landmark U.N. General Assembly session on Wednesday, accusing the Washington of stoking tensions with the Korean Peninsula. Uh, you know, China's ambassador to the U.N., Zhang Jun, um, hit out the Washington's approach, Peiwang, um, saying tensions on the Peninsula had developed to what is today primarily due to the flip-flop of U.S. policies before making a plea for easing sanctions against North Korea. And that's right. North Korea was completely cool, talking to South Korea all this good stuff, and then all of a sudden Joe Biden came in and they changed their stance on it, and he started missile tests again. I wonder why. Uh, Tehran, Iran in Tehran, 
Tehran, Tehran, Tehran, has announced it is seizing voluntary cooperation with the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, outside of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. On Wednesday, the move would see the UN nuclear watchdog's cameras at the Iranian nuclear facilities dismantled if they are not covered by the MPT safeguards the Iranian authorities have explained. This means that Iran is moving to proliferate their nuclear energy and their nuclear weapons. Oh, hello. More bodies found in Maripol as global food crisis looms. Workers pulled scores of bodies from smashed buildings in an endless caravan of death inside the devastated city of Maripol, authorities said Wednesday. While fears of a global food crisis escalated over Ukraine's inability to export millions of tons of grain through its blockaded ports. At the same time, Ukraine and Russian forces battled fiercely for control of Cyberdonetsk, the city that has emerged as a central to Moscow's grinding campaign to capture Ukraine's eastern industrial heartland. As the fighting dragged on, human cost of war continued to mount. In many of Maripol's buildings, workers are finding 50 to 100 bodies each, according to the mayoral aide in the Russian-held port city in the south. Um, and they're blaming this on the war, on the bombing of the buildings, and on famine. Now, what's interesting is... All the aid that Ukraine is getting, uh, over $168 billion from the United States, and their people have no food, their military has no food and supplies, the military has no weapons, but we're giving them weapons. Why isn't Congress and Senate asking these questions? Complicit. Yeah. They ask the questions they're told to. On a new report, the U.S. fears Turkey will launch a new offensive in Syria. We were talking about this last week. This is what we were saying was going to happen. Uh, we were talking about Imran Khan, who was ousted from uh, he was ousted from Pakistan. This has also raised tensions with Pakistan and Syria, our, na- our, our neighbors and allies. And now Turkey could potentially go into Syria, which would cause a skirmish with Pakistan. This is not good for this region. This is more destabilization within this region. Um, the Teamsters.org reports Teamsters warn potential work stoppages could have major impact on the East Coast food service industry. Teamsters Warehouse Division and numerous Teamsters locals currently in contract negotiation with U.S. Foods are putting the food service giant on notice that work stoppages are imminent. Workers are at a growing number of U.S. food distribution centers throughout the East Coast are considering the possibility of walking off the job following an increasing number of unresolved labor contracts and who owns the unions the mobs and who owns the mobs the intelligence agencies and who owns the intelligence agencies the the cabal <laughs> it's all orchestrated oh throw, gosh. throw the kitchen sink at them hey when it when it rains it pours throw the kitchen sink at them that's that's what's happening here yeah you know i read another quote this morning when it rains it pours it reminds me of it and it's God always gives you more than you can handle. Hmm. Uh, hmm. But he only gives it to you because he knows, because it's preparing you for what you might not be able to handle next or what you potentially have to handle next, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. guys, we got the Battle of the Streams. This is between DLive, Rumble, and Pilled. And it seems that DLive is rocking it today. Negat 420 NY, one ice cream, yay, one lemon. New York 420Y, one lemon. Enlightened Science, one ice cream. Grits 39, 120. Two ice creams. Thank you guys so much. You guys were awesome. Nugget 420 is on fire. Two more ice cream. Me, Brenda, two ice cream. Run Derrett, one lemon. Grits 39, 120, one ice cream. Enlightened Science, one lemon. Nugget 420, one diamond. Princess LI8 uh, donated one diamond. Keep kicking ass, Red Pill. Kitty Cam for Kevin. 
Our, our kitty, we, we got to do it. A little kitty cam. That'd be so awesome. Come on. We should do it. Kitty cam. I'd love it. But thank you, all of you guys on DLive, for all those donations. Alabama lady donated one diamond. I think we all know who has what has to be done. I agree with you, Alabama lady. Uh, Alabama lady, again, donated one diamond. I th- oh, that was, uh, we all, uh, I think we all know what has to be done. New York, uh, Nugget 420, New York, donated one diamond. Uh, and I'm just going to, Nugget, he's, he's all over the place, so. Uh, one more ice cream from Nugget. Woke AF RPG 3573 donated one ice cream. Nugget 420 NY donated one diamond. Me, Brenda, two ice cream. Woke as fuck, Nugget 420 NY donated one diamond. Uh, Nugget 420 celebrating one month sub- sub- streak. Nugget, again, one diamond, another one diamond. Then he gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in the channel. As well okay. as he donated another diamond, another diamond, one lemon, five ice creams, one more diamond, he must have got paid today. I'm just assuming that <laughs> Nugget got paid today. Princess Little Eights just donated one diamond. Diamonds for uh, for days on DLive. Thank you so much. Nugget for 20 NY and Princess Little Eight. Uh, Blaine 65, one ice cream. I think DLive takes it. I mean, there's... Oh, yeah. Big time. Thank you, everybody. Anything on Pilled or... Uh... It's okay. Nope. No? Okay. No worries. Just a lot of love. Just, Just a lot, lot of love. love. Much love to our 200 people watching on Pilled, to our 300 people on Rumble. Don't forget, guys, give this a thumbs up. Go to, If you're on Pilled, go to my profile page and give us a follow, please, as well as give a star on the, on the podcast so it goes into your likes. Um, on Rumble, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, hit that plus button, and please feel free to comment and share this. On Facebook, let's get those likes, those comments, those loves. Please, if you're on Facebook and you're watching for the first time or you're not following that page, follow that page. Everybody, I urge you to go to redpills.tv, uh, redpills.tv and put your email address in to stay up to date with everything we do. We're redoing our website, so we'll have a new website out here soon. It's going to be a lot more simpler, way easier to navigate. That's coming out soon. Don't forget, Dr. Kirk Elliott was on tonight. GetGoldToday.com. Vince is going to put that in the chat. GetGoldToday.com. That is one of the best ways to help support us is GetGoldToday.com with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Get that gold and silver. Give that number a call. It's uh, 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900. And just leave them a voicemail and they will contact you. They're absolutely 100% professional. It's a free financial consultation. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, if you guys want to support us in any other way, shape, or form, Father's Day is coming up. MyPillow. Use that promo code RPP, MyPillow.com. MyPatriotSupply. Get those non-perishables. Get that Alexa Pure water purification system. I'm telling you. They have, I think it's over $100 off on a few of the things they have on there. That's redpills.tv slash patriot. Redpills.tv slash patriot. Or if you guys just want to help support us just by giving us a donation, redpills.tv slash go. Or givesendgo.com slash redpill. Um, as well, if you want to do crypto, redpills.tv slash send crypto. Very easy. I hope you guys have a great night. Tomorrow night, we have breaking news coming out of Georgia um, all about the election that was stolen from the primaries with Kemp. We're going to have Candace Taylor on giving us a rundown of what's happening in Georgia tomorrow night. Do not miss it. Set your reminders. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care, and we will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>